You're listening to Pixels Podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all things gaming, movies, streaming, and more. My name is Pixel Sean, and I am a live streamer looking to turn online content creation into a full-time occupation. I'm sitting down with other content creators to talk about their journey, their struggles, the lessons they've learned along the way, and just to have a good time. If you do want to support this show, you can give this show a rating, and you can also find all my socials in the description below. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Pixels Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We are live streaming this out at the moment, and if you do want to watch us live stream this uh, podcast, we are going to try that out, see if people will respond to it. Um, you can catch us on twitch.tv forward slash pixelshawn. We have another action-packed episode for you today. It is insane how much we have going, uh, but we are joined here by Carla. Carla, how are you doing, man? Well, could be better. I just had a 10-hour day at work, and uh, I just counted. We have 17 tabs worth of things to go through, <laughs> so Look, it's going to be a long one. It's, it's going to be a big it's, day. It's been a busy week. I was like, at the start of the week, I was like, shit. What are we going to talk about? And then Wednesday happened. Wednesday <laughs> happened. I'm like, oh my God, guys, just fucking relax. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Nintendo for uh, baiting everyone by announcing the blue oh. uh, Switch Lite just to piss people off. I'm like, Mwah, beautiful chef's kiss. Made Give us my a day. new switch. All right, here's a new switch. <laughs> Get fucking dunked on, dickhead. Uh, it's a thing of beauty. Loved it. Yeah. All right, so yeah, as I said before, we are going to be live streaming. So if people do come into the comments, we are going to be reading them out with their name and their comments so anyone listening in a later date does have some context because we all love a bit of context. But we will get into the first story. The new Bioshock, Bioshock 4 might actually be open world. So, the developers at Cloud Chamber, uh, they put out a job advert describing for a senior writer um, and basically it's going to be who can weave impactful character-driven stories in an open world setting. What are your thoughts on a Bioshock in open world settings? I don't know if I like it. Not that I don't think it doesn't have potential, but... I'm kind of over open world games because we're getting Mm. so many of them and nothing wrong with them. I mean, you can get your hundred hours out of them every time uh, pretty comfortably, but sometimes I just want a game that's very narrative driven from A to B. I can play through it and have a good time. And that's, that's a concern I have. Uh, I'm interested. I am interested in it because I want to see, you know, are they going to go, you know, where are they going to go with it? You know, we've had an underwater We've had, you know, in the sky. Are we going to have one in space all of a sudden? You know? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. It It really depends where it goes. There hasn't really been any any hints or drops in terms of, you know, even what time period this is going to be setting in. Nothing that I could find. But um, I don't know. I'm not sure if Bioshock being how story-driven it actually is. Mm. could work in, in an open world. I guess, you know, with Bioshock Infinite, even though that world was fucking massive, it still was quite linear, and I think it worked to the game's yeah. advantage. Like, m- most games are linear, whether you're in hallways underwater or you're mm. in the, you know, the sky towns, whatever they're called. But, um... Yeah, Columbia. It's, I remember that much. Yeah. It's, um, minutes since I played Bioshock. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to if they do it well, I think it's gonna be great. But Bioshock for me is very much story driven. It does have great combat and all that sort of stuff, and that's definitely one of the highlights of it. But it really does rest on its stories, and I think that mm. if you're gonna have an open world setting, you need to have a really compelling story um, to keep pushing that narrative. It'd, it'd be great for exploration and all that sort of stuff, but um, yeah, I guess it just depends on how they do it and and see whether it um actually comes out good or not yeah that, that is the challenging part i just had a thought who would you like to see or like think of a game that you've played where you really like the story and because look let's be real not everyone knows the name of every single person within the game industry ever and i can mm. never remember the name of anyone outside of like miyamoto because um, mm. he's the only one that stuck with me but, like, if you had to go, okay, say I like the original writers from uh, The Last of Us 1, uh, I'd like to see them do a take on it sort of thing. If you had to pick, like, a game or franchise with a really good story that you love that you would like to see kind of a, try to approach this style, <sighs> if that makes you sense. You know what? I would actually love to see a Jack and Daxter open world. Ooh, because we, I think, we I got, think that has potential. Yeah, we got a little bit of a taste of that in Jack Two, where you mm. and, and Jack Three, where you could sort of go around, kind of like an open world, but it's more more of a hub. But yeah. can you imagine, like you know, the rich lore behind that, and mm. just having that in open world, you can go into whoever's house that you want and all sorts of stuff, and having the the different vehicles that you can get into as well. It'd be the kind of like Jack Two, but on steroids. You have. Yeah. You know, the vehicles, you go into anyone's houses, you have all the combat, you can do side missions, you can redeem bounties if they want to put that in there. Mm. I, I would, I would, it's basically going to be Grand Theft Auto, but with Jack and Daxter. <laughs> yeah, which I think, like, I love Grand Theft Auto, and this is no slight on Grand Theft Auto, but I feel like Grand Theft Auto's got very samey, if that makes mm. sense, because, I mean, we've been sitting on five for, what, like, eight years now? <sighs> Mate. So, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's about time we got something new. So, mm. I think that's why something like, if you look back, like, Simpsons Hit and Run was uh, so good. Because mm. it's, like, let's take the formula that works, but change it just enough to make it interesting. I think yeah. Jack and Daxter would work really, really well. You know, one that's, it's a little silly, but I'd love to see is sports games take on that kind of mentality. Oh, yeah. So, like, for example, 2K tend to do it for, like, the NBA games, where you mm. can, like, go from like the arena to the gym and then into like the courts and things like that and it's pretty cool but i'd like to see it be like okay you can buy like you earn money in the game by playing and getting better contracts and stuff and you can buy cars to travel around and things like that it doesn't have to have like great driving mechanics or anything that fancy yeah it could just be a cutscene that plays but i think something like that'd be really cool like make uh sports games like something a little new because it, I don't know a single sports game fan, whether it's wrestling, basketball, hockey, footy, cricket, whatever, mm. that is happy with sports games. They're yeah. always annoyed with them because they're all the same by like at the end yeah. of the day. So it just sort of hits that brick wall. So, it'd be a hell of a lot more immersive, that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely would be a lot better. Yeah. Um, moving on. Next thing is Sony shifts its focus to games that are too big to fail. Did you see this? Yes, I have heard about this, and uh, it's got me kind of upset. Like, like I get from a business, you don't want to invest in, like, 
a quote unquote risk necessarily, yeah. especially when you're so established. Like, mm. why risk it when you can just make easy money? But I just think Sony is missing out on a huge chunk of the market where Microsoft and Nintendo are going to really come in and Ooh, dominate yeah. the indie scene. And mm-hmm. I, it makes me feel bad, especially for indie developers, because if Sony is like, yeah, we're not going to put money into this, that hurts the industry as a whole. Yes, I love AAA games, but we need uh, we need like that diversity across all platforms to allow for maximum growth. Because at the end of the day, as we've said multiple times on the podcast, you don't really want to see anyone fail specifically. No. You know, you want everyone to do well within the scene, especially if it's a hobby we all enjoy. So, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not too big a fan about this one. How about yourself? Mm. I, I hate it. Um, <clears throat> some people are trying to defend Sony and say, oh, you know, they're, they're bringing out some new games, like, you know, you have Returnal and all that sort of stuff. But one of the biggest criticisms is, obviously, with the PS5 as well, there's hardly anything to play on there if you take away the remasters and all that sort of stuff. Um, I do think that Sony are personally taking it a little, a little cautious, a little safe. I would yeah. definitely love to have them, you know, definitely support a lot more indie. And we'll get into this in a bit where Nintendo had just had a dedicated kind of direct just for indie mm. games for the Switch anyway. I would love to have that kind of approach from all developers to say here's a whole bunch of our indie games, you know, we're going to be supporting indie developers, um, you know, we understand that, yeah, we have AAA games, but we understand that indies are also a huge part of the gaming scene, so we're going to be facilitating that on our platform. It communicates that you're obviously in touch with your gaming community, um, and you're also catering to a whole bunch of different games, because not everyone wants to play, you know, the AAA you know, remakes or AAA shooters or whatever. Some people just want to have a small indie game, support indie developers. Um, And people just generally have more fun in indie indie games sometimes. So it's it's a little concerning that someone as rich as, you know, a company as rich as Sony is kind of focusing on AAA big big blockbuster games that are too big to fail. Mm. It kind of limits creativity. It just limits the the range on the console and it's kind of made me be like mm, do i really want to get a ps5 yeah it's just I'm, be I'm, this- I'm in that same boat because they also said they don't want to support older games and when it comes to like the shutting down of the ps3 store and the vita yeah. store and all that it's really like do i really want to support this company going forward and i've i've owned sony consoles like every single one I've owned yeah. every single one except PSP because I just never had the money for one. And I want to get one now, but like, you know, secondhand market is just all over the joint. So, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's like, well, I would love to be able to sit there on a PS5 and go, I'm going to boot up all my PS1 games, all my PS2 games, all my PS3 games and be able to play them and enjoy it. However, unfortunately, I don't get that luxury. Now, I know that's a first world problem. At the end of the day, I have those consoles. I can plug them in and just go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm really, really not a fan of this. Let's abandon the little guy. Let's, you know, basically stuff our pockets with, the, with that easy easy yeah. way of doing it. It's like, think the way I like to think of it, it's like, take the Marvel movies. 
just because mm. I need a chance to shit on superheroes. And it's just a little <laughs> bit more in my my day. What? They're um, all different. What? Where are you going with this? Yeah, they're so different. My God, uh, different plot every time. Nothing. The, the good nothing guy wins. Doubles up. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't see that. Guy. Nah, <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, it's like you look at a lot of them, and most of them are pretty safe. You know, like they're not bad. Yeah you know but they're they're very by the books and then you get something like thor ragnarok when that comes out where it's like it's just gonna throw that idea out the window and go you Mm. know what let's go a little campy let's go a little silly have a little more fun with it and it was so refreshing to watch you know or even something like black panther where yes it's a little more serious and it is a little predictable but just the way in which it is made feels mm. a little different compared to the others. Like, that movie had a lot more respect put into it. You know, yeah. a lot more passion would be the way I'd actually put it compared mm. to a lot of other, uh, like, superhero movies. And not saying the people working on them are not passionate or anything like that. Just, you know, it, you can tell the difference between the good and the, the okay. And yeah. I think that's the problem the PS5 is going to have if they really go down this road of being everything's okay, there's no bad games, but there's no great games. The PS4 set yeah. them up, I think, too well. So they're mm. kind of a victim of their own success in this situation. Yeah. Well, yeah, one of my favorite games is an indie game, Our Boy. Mm. If, you know, if, if people like that don't get support, you don't get just like hidden gems like that at all. Mm. And you're going to have like, okay, these games sell. You're really going to sort of narrow in your market to be like, these games are the most popular. You're going to get a shitload more COD. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, some games might not be financially as successful when you're comparing to others, but they're a fuckload more fun. Yeah. So I, just, I mean, I just some, think, of the, you know, some of the best games ever made never sold well. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, if you hop on Steam, for example, you look at like up like popular upcoming games you're gonna have like 100 200 freaking games just sitting there and you're like yeah. damn this is dope i'm really excited for this actually there's emily is away is that a remake fuck yeah uh sorry it's actually uh <laughs> sorry little side champ uh like tangent real quick uh this is a game that i absolutely adore because it's like a retro style game and what i mean by that is i've only played the second one i haven't got to play the first one yet but it's uh, it all takes place the second one within an MSN messenger thing, ah, and you nice. set your own status, and it has like all the pictures and all the emotes <laughs> that you used cool. to have. And sh- it's so dope. And like um, <laughs> when when like the AI sends you like a like well the characters send you a uh, message, and it's a YouTube link. It takes you to like a MySpace page and everything. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is so sick, you know. <laughs> so uh, it's actually one of the few games that uh, does upset me, like not in a bad way. Like it leaves you kind of emotional in the right way, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, really cool short game. So uh, that's coming out on the 17th. So that comes out very soon. So I am probably going to pick that up. Uh, nice. Sorry, little tangent there, because <laughs> uh, I had to look at Steam. But you get the idea. Um, yeah. You know, you're going to miss out on games like that because you won't find them on those consoles. Mm. And it, it is really disheartening. Like, some of the best games I've ever played, no one else no one else has ever played. And that yeah. experience goes for a lot of people. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think you're really going to start crippling um, the market, especially when there's such a support on other platforms. It's definitely a wrong move on, on Sony's part. Yeah. Now, next bit of news. The most exciting Hot Wheels, man. <laughs> Fuck. This game actually this looks sick. 
shit looks amazing. So for those of <laughs> you who are watching a live stream, fucking hell, it looks so fun. Um, I used to play this growing up on the PS2, I think it was, one or two. Yeah, um, I think it's two. Oh my god, this was just, this is incredible. Um, my, when, when the cars are drifting around the corners, it does look a little bit weird, but fuck, like you're going through well, different air cons, you're going through, mm. you know, just different places around the house, so you're going through like, you know, shelving units and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm. So when you take a step back, you're like, oh my god, I can see spray cans and, you know, bug spray and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, you know, race you around have... uh, Pixel's room and you'll see the uh, moisturizer and the <laughs> tissues. <laughs> the Vaseline. Just, just stay away from the bin. <laughs> don't worry, don't, do not go near that sock, for the love of God. <laughs> Why is your Hi, sock so hot? What the fuck? <laughs> um, but no, it, it looks so fun. Um, and, you know, you have, as I said before, you can go through like different air cons and all that sort of stuff. You have mm. your, you know, usual, you know, shortcuts if you jump off the ramps at certain times. You can get stuck by spider webs and all that stuff. It just, mm. like you said, it looks way too much fun for what it should be. <laughs> yeah, like, they, like let's be real. Hot Wheels should be a budget game at the end of the yeah. day. It really should because it's a licensed game and a racing mm. game at that. Like, yeah, that's basically as lazy as you can get when it comes to like any of these usually the driving sucks and as you said like the drifting looks a little weird but you got to remember we are looking at pre-alpha footage just as yeah. a disclaimer for anyone uh you can look this up on youtube i think ign have it up on their channel um mm. but like graphically the game looks gorgeous it yeah the way i would describe it it is really how as a kid you felt if you ever played with hot wheels or just cars in general racing around oh yes yeah. You know, it's really bringing that back to life. And it does remind me, um, I think it was like Hot Wheels World Race was the name of the game. I was trying to remember it, but I'm too lazy to walk to the other end of the house to uh, have a look at my PS2 collection to see what the name of the game was. But Mm. I hope it has it in it where uh, in Hot Wheels World Race, you could do tricks to get more points, to get boosts and things like that. Oh, yeah, you could rotate your car in midair and and shit. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. do like flips and stuff. So I hope they actually bring that system in because that was a really cool system. It made yeah. flying through the air a little more interesting than just kind of waiting for your car to land. Hmm. Especially, like, at the end of the day, racing games kind of... It's like, do you want arcade do you want realistic? Now, obviously, this is going to be arcade So, if they're going to... Like, I don't want, like, a full-blown, you know, uh, Gran Turismo freaking racing sim <laughs> version of Hot Wheels. Although, that would be hilarious. Um, but, I, you know, I'd like to see them... Yeah, go full arcadey with it. Like, have a lot of fun yeah. with it. Um, and it looks like the game, just looking at the trailer, looks like it kind of has ray tracing as a thing by the looks mm. of it. Either that or the lighting engine is just really good. It's great. So, yeah, it's, it's <coughs> very good. Yeah. Um, I can see while these cars are uh, driving around on the actual track as well, there's a boost meter on the bottom right-hand corner. So every time you do a mm. drift, you're going to build up um, like a boost or your NOS or whatever. No, that's pretty standard racing car sort of tropes there. I'm not sure yeah, if you can do tricks in the air. I haven't seen anyone sort of rotate in the air. I'm assuming they yeah. probably would have put that in. Um, but yeah, even just looking at the car selection, there's so many different selections. You can have just normal looking cars. You've got muscle cars. You've got a, a shark car. You've got something yeah. with like a dragon skull on there. It, it just looks like so much fun. I'm curious to see if they bring in, like, some uh, real-life element, kind of like, you know how the Skylanders game was, like, you know, you go out and buy the actual thing, or, like, the Amiibos and stuff? 
I wonder Ooh, if they'll yeah. uh, have like limited edition Hot Wheels you can buy because I know a certain person who will be buying them and then reselling them at a premium price. <laughs> uh, what? Who's that? <laughs> who would that be? I do not know. Uh, what? But no, but I, I would actually love to see that because um, I know a lot of people who are Hot Wheels collectors uh, yeah. online um, and I think that would be awesome for them because it kind of gives them a little bit more use. Like, oh, yeah, I love Hot Wheels, but like at a certain point, it's like it's just sitting on my shelf with no use. And yeah. I'm... And not to, like, not to, like, shit on any collector of any kind, I don't see the point in collecting if you're not going to use it. You know, like, mm. I have, I'm a game collector, and I play my games, you know, yeah. and I'm, people go, oh, but it loses its value. I'm like, that's not why I'm buying it. I'm not buying yeah, it for yeah. monetary value. I'm buying it because I want it, you yeah. know, and I want a big collection of games because I want to, you know, one day I feel like playing Prototype, one day I feel like playing, you know, Animal Crossing, not that I do that very yeah. often. Uh, just to piss off Pixel, uh, but you know, yeah, like, I, I want to have that range, you know. Um, and like, especially if you're like a toy collector, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff just sits in a box, and you look at it and it looks cool. It's like, but what's the point of a toy if you're not going to play with it? So this would yeah, exactly, give them a way yeah. to play with it without having to like, you know, make something lose its value. Yeah. So I'd like to see. Uh, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. I just yeah, I absolutely can't wait for it. I think it's going to be super super fun. Definitely something I'm going to be buying pretty much day one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be uh, doing that. and you, It's going to be like Mario Kart, except we're just going to be like swearing at each other the whole time yeah. over a Hot Wheels game. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Next bit of news. There was a brand new 30-second trailer for Pokemon Snap. Nothing too new or anything. Um, it's basically the same sort of stuff. There was a six-minute uh, trailer in Japanese that I talked about I think it was last week on one of my videos I think it was Yeah, in the and also the podcast yeah um, look it's just showing off the same sort of stuff that you see it's really not that long um, however I did find that there was a website where you can actually send in your Pokemon Snap photos and they will print it just like the old days that's pretty cool so there's like a company that. yeah there's a company that you can send it into um, I have no idea how much it costs. I'm assuming it will be a fuckload. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, if they allow you to get it framed and stuff as well, I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Um, mm. Especially because I think in the six-minute one, they show off that you can, like, edit the photos and stuff as well. Yeah, you can. Yourself on the yeah. Switch. So I like, I like the idea. Like, especially if they allow you to maybe, like, print it on a shirt or something like that. I think that'd be really, really cool because yeah. then you can have like custom prints of certain shirts and things like that. And like, say you you're a speedrunner or you're a huge uh, Pokemon fan, you can basically create your own custom Pokemon shirt for you mm. while still supporting the company instead of you know getting something that's you know a bootleg basically. Yeah, you know, and I, not that I they're hurting s- for money, but yeah. yeah. I didn't see any options for shirts, but this was a website that was completely in Japanese with no translate option, so it yeah, might have been right there. Know, so <laughs> it might have been like, ooh, ooh, pickle, pickle, give it to me. <laughs> I would never know. <laughs> but I wish yeah, I knew well, more like, weeb shit, but I don't, because I'm not in <laughs> And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, it's a cool feature. I can't imagine it would be live for very, very long. You know, maybe like mm. a year or so. Once the game sort of dies down, they'll probably close that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks interesting. The more I see of it, the more I do want to 
to play. I am just concerned about the actual length of the game itself. Um, yeah. Again, we 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 have seen quite a lot of this game. It's probably about thirty to probably thirty minutes all up um, of entire gameplay footage. And I'm just thinking, well, if this is going to be like a short game, maybe like four hours, that's almost a quarter of the game that we've seen. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, hopefully it's a bit longer than what they're um, what they're showing. I'm, I'm assuming it would be, but um, yeah, definitely excited well, I mean, for it. Original Snap wasn't particularly long, and as I said, I'd like to really see uh, maybe like seasonal things, kind of like what they do with Animal Crossing. Yeah. And treat it like, okay, you know, we're going to have like season one, you know, four seasons for the year and it's going to rotate maps or whatever. So maybe you might play it, get everything done, and then you come back to it in a couple months and do it again. And then come back in another couple months and do it again for all different stuff. Especially if you want to try to get all of the uh, Pokemon, like within the franchise, into Mm. Pokemon Snap. Because ideally you would basically have every single Pokemon, but you've got 900 you've got to try and fit in. So I would, yeah. I'd like to see that be a thing, and maybe even, um, you know, have like special bonus rounds where maybe they have rare Pokemon, or like once every X amount of runs they'll show up. You know, kind of give it some re- replayability because as fun as Pokemon Snap is, it is not the sort of game you go back and play over and over and over again back to back. No, definitely not. Um, are you, are you actually going to be getting this game, or are you just going to sort no of shit. chill? <laughs> of course, I'm getting this game. Day one, I'm a slave to anything Pokemon. <laughs> I love it, but like to me, I I don't know if I'll get it day one specifically. I'll probably get it within the first week, but it depends on the length of the game. If the game comes out and it's four hours long, I'm not paying full price, unless I've just you know got a crap load of spare money sitting there, which just never happens. Um, so you know, if if things are going to be relatively okay uh price wise like say it releases at 50 60 bucks here then maybe mm. uh but if they want 90 to 100 bucks they can shove it no way yeah yeah um all right next bit of news a new <laughs> we're talking about this beforehand mm. fucking nintendo switch just debated us all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made my day so everyone including me are like oh my god give us a new switch please and then they gave us a version of a new switch but it wasn't the switch pro or super nintendo switch or anything like that um it was a new color variant for the switch Lite. Mm. i absolutely love this color and i actually fucking love how many colors there are at the moment I, I would love if they brought out more colors for the switch Lite. it looks fucking yeah. awesome it does it really does it gives like a reason to get a switch Lite because yeah. the problem is it's like yes i have a handheld version of the switch which is great but the joy of the switch is being able to like dock it and undock it um yeah so i'd like to see them bring out maybe like custom plates you can put on or casings that you can put on for your switch because i know you can buy them aftermarket but to have them officially supported and sized up correctly i think it'd be dope yeah i i, I just i'm looking at it now it's um it's very much like the so it, they they class it as blue mm. i am seeing a bit more a, a bit of purple in there as well um and people are liking it to the old um 
Game Boy Advance. Oh, Game Boy Advance. I've heard people complaining about it looking like the GameCube. I'm like, but it's not that purple. Yeah, it's not, it's not that purple. Um, I'll try to bring up the new Switch Lite versus GameCube. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Game Boy Advance. <laughs> now I've got you doing it. Um, but yeah, it kind of it reminds me of like the Game Boy Advance and like kind of like the game, the original run of the Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah, Sorry for the keyboard clattering in the background, but the clickety clacks of the pro gamer. I don't know if you can see that there, but it's kind of like it's not nowhere near as purple, but people are sort of liking it to that sort of variation. If you see it on stream, yeah. Um, I I personally don't see it being you know it's not even that close to being purple, but. I, I really do like this blue color. It's it's yeah. it very much is a blue with a tiny bit of purple into it. Um, yeah. But I think it looks great. Yeah, it's very mellow. I do very much mm. like it. And, you know, I wouldn't mind, like, a throwback Game Boy Advance version of the Switch that maybe has a bezel. Like, maybe it's a little bit larger um, than the yeah. others, like the custom print the body. Um, but, like, keep all the components the same size. But just have it say like Game Boy Advance underneath the screen or something. I think that'd be cool, like a little throwback. Because like, as cool as like the 3DS and all that is, you know, after the 3DS, Nintendo has announced, you know, we're not doing handheld specific anymore. You know, like mm. I think they do going forward want to have this two in one console. Yeah, as kind definitely. of their concept, which I think is a brilliant idea because it just works so well. But you know, like the Game Boy Advance, like. You know, original Game Boy was great. Game Boy Color was even better. And then you had the Advance, which was just mind-blowing. Because it's like, mm. oh, yeah, we can have up to, like, Super Nintendo-style games on these. You know, and to be able to run those. And then, obviously, you move into, like, your DS and all that. And don't get me wrong, they're great. But I think Advance was probably, like, the most fun I had in the hand- like Oh, yeah. When I used to play a lot of handheld games. I think it was um, Sonic 2 I had on the Game Boy Advance. Ooh. Fuck. So good. It's such a good time, man. <laughs> yeah, always good. Until you had like yeah. you had to use link cables, and no one ever had one. Ah, uh, yeah. That was the best yeah. feature of the DS was built-in wireless connection. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, get closer, get closer. <laughs> We're touching dicks at this point. Like, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, I love it. Um, if I wanted to get a Switch Lite, I think I'd be getting this color. It looks so good. Yeah. Um, again. Your boy's just holding out for that official Nintendo news. <laughs> that all totally happened. <laughs> Next year. Yeah, so this I, is... I just don't see it being this year. It's so late into this year to be trying to get a whole fucking new console out. You're just a... You're a fucking hater, I mate. just don't see it. I just don't. But this comes out uh, 21st of the 5th, so 10 days from today from recording. Um, for one USD. Um... And it's coming out the same day as Metopia, so fucking great. You can get this and play Metopia and be like, what the fuck am I playing? Why did I buy yeah. this? <laughs> the only thing I know about Metopia is you have that uh, karaoke game where you can make them uh, do text. <laughs> people yes. would say, my dick is too small. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. That's all I know. But apparently it's actually a really good game. Like It I, is, I've, yeah. he- I've heard people say it's really good. I had yeah. no interest in it because I'm like, the fuck is that? When when I cracked open my um my 3ds, I had the demo on there, mm. and they sort of let you live in this giant hotel, and you can put in a few people that you make and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I'm just I went back into my this game's so fucking weird, but it it it's, <laughs> it was so much fun. I remember being just so much fun for the demo alone. Yeah. So I, I think it's gonna be a bit of a sleeper, 
but people are really going to enjoy it, especially because they've added in so many new features and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I think I think it's going to be a bit bigger than what people are giving it credit for. It's got potential. So, Definitely hope, got potential. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but um, yeah, move, it's just, well, I guess sticking with Nintendo, I don't know if you watched it today, but they actually had an Indie World Showcase to present off all the indie games, well, not all the indie games, but to sort of highlight the indie games that are coming to the Switch console. It only went for about 20 minutes or so, um, and you know, they're just showing off indie games, it showed actual gameplay, which is fucking amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Did you, I think uh, this, did you th- watch it? This could it? be like a direct response to uh, Sony just being like, fuck you guys. Um, yeah. It feels like it feels like something they would do um, as a Japanese company because when the I mean, Xbox One and that released and they said, oh, you can't share games and stuff, uh, Sony deliberately released a video on how to share <laughs> games with friends and they literally just handed each other the game. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, fuck you, Microsoft. Uh, and just yeah. dumped it. It was, it was great. Uh, it was really funny. So this could actually be a legitimate like middle finger from Nintendo to Sony specifically. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to find out if it is a legitimate, you know, that's why we did it sort of thing. But uh, a very interesting thing that happened from this uh, showcase is how I'd kind of put it, considering they showed basically nothing but gameplay, uh, was the fact that Konami, you know, that little indie studio Konami. Yeah, I did <laughs> see a few comments about that. It was a little strange. Like, I can understand why you might say they're an indie studio now, considering they did cut their video game development by a crap load, but they're not to me ever going to be in indie like they could have one person running the company and that's the only dude that works there but no they're they're konami like they are too big within the industry to not be able to do it yeah i did hear that someone was saying that um it, it was konami but then this part of konami was pushed out or phased out or something so they're technically considered an indie dev team but they're still under the umbrella of Konami or something like that. You're arguing semantics to me. That's all that is. It's like, yeah, like technically, but it's still Konami. Like they've got too big a brand recognition to be classified as indie in my opinion. Now it does look dope. I do like the look of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. I haven't really had a chance to fully watch the showcase yet because, you know, long day at work. But uh, yeah. There there, there was a couple of... There's a couple of games that stood out for me. One that I'm showing on stream at the moment is called Aztec. So I'm a sucker for anything that has elemental powers. I just really? I don't know why I love this. But... I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> what? <laughs> but um, it's yeah. This is a game. I'm not too sure about the, the actual lore and stuff behind it, but there's a lot of the good traversal behind it. You get different mm. power ups and all that sort of stuff. The art style looks amazing. I love it, and you can kill gods. So I'm like, great. It looks oh sweet. Finally, a game where I'll die. <laughs> it's funny because it's what? narcissistic. Good comedy. But um, yeah, that one looks good. Um, there's a couple of others that I uh, had on my list. Um, we, uh, we saw some more gameplay from the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game as well. Shows a bit of their powers and how each character will actually play. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. Um, and we also get the game called, uh, what is it, The Longing? 
Now, this apparently was on Steam. Um, so for those of you who don't know, this game has a timer that's set for 400 days. <laughs> so you are the last lonely servant of this king. And it's your task to wait 400 days while this king sleeps to restore his power. So you have to fill in the time. And this is 400 days in real time. So each second will count down in real time. <laughs> The, the the timer will still go on, um, even if you don't have the game turned on or active or anything, which is which is good. Um, but fucking hell, like apparently it was out on Steam and it was released a little under a year ago. So those who did start it on release on Steam are getting up to the point where it's kind of getting to the four hundredth day. Mm. Um, and I hope this game comes out before then because once that ending comes out. On, no you know, point. it's going to be spread. Yeah, exactly. There's, it's going to be all over the internet. The surprise is going to be ruined. Um, and for me, like, look, it looks interesting, but I, I'm not playing this for 400 fucking days. You, you can know, go around. You know, what you I'd, know. Do? I'd say, hey, let me. Uh, I'm going to stream two games at once and just have that <laughs> game just sitting on another monitor and never touch it. So yeah, you can get. Like, it's really, really tedious sort of shit. Um, like you can like you know you can collect things you can do drawings and paintings you can sit down you can go for a swim like it's really really basic stuff but I don't know you know someone out there is going to do it mm. I don't know like it, it's a big ask but that's what you know that's what I'm saying like once the answer's out on Steam what happens after 400 days no one's going to buy this so you have to wait another know. 400 for the next thing to happen yeah <laughs> I, 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 I really wanna, hope. I do want to point out one thing. You like Animal Crossing, right? I do, but look how slow. Like, <laughs> That's four hundred days of doing yeah. fucking nothing as well. Yeah, but I get to plant trees and all that sort of shit. You see how slow this guy porn. walks upstairs. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like in this game, like you can slowly walk upstairs. Like it yeah. is like I, I saw a comment. It's the definition of a slow burn game, like a hundred percent. So, yeah, I, I won't be getting it, <laughs> that's for sure. But, um, yeah, there, there's... <laughs> You'll speed run it in 399 days. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I commented on someone's Twitter. I'm like, yeah, good luck, speedrunners. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, yeah, I'll just change the system clock problems off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, again, just going back to what we were saying before, it's great to see that there's actual support um, for indie games on the Switch, mm. even though they have some good AAA titles awesome to see that there's also looking out for the little guys um, because sometimes some indie companies this is their only income yeah if you start flushing them down the toilet that's their livelihood gone so it's awesome to see um, that there is still some support at least from Nintendo um, and the Switch is just, it's, it's perfect to play indie games on oh it really is absolutely perfect because like indie games are usually short you know not particularly long and yeah. you can have a great time with them. Like, uh, what was the one I like? I think it's called Golf Story, which is a mm. really, really good... Uh, it's it's basically an old-school RPG, but a golf game at the same time. Yeah. So, like, you got to, like, level up your swing, and whether if you go too much power, you know, you lose accuracy, so you got to find the balance mm. and all that sort of stuff. And the story's silly and funny, and I'm very excited because they've got... Uh, I th- I think it's called Sports Story is the sequel that's coming out. It's actually developed by a couple of guys up in Queensland uh, here in Australia. 
So oh, I'm, really? I'm very excited for that one because Golf Story, I think, was like the first game I bought that wasn't like Mario Odyssey because I think Mario Odyssey was the first game I bought on the Switch. Yeah, Along okay. with maybe Smash Bros. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what one I got first. I know I got one of them pretty early on. But, uh, mm. yeah. It's, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, it's, there's so much stuff coming out for the Switch. I'm just like, yeah, I just need to get it now. I love the support. love the system. Now, imagine <laughs> if you had to bought the me. console three years ago. Now you could be like, <laughs> let me just buy them now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hindsight. And then the pro would have come out and you'd be like, ah! Yeah, like, fuck. Now do I need to upgrade? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, next bit of news. Subnautica. Have you played Subnautica? Uh, no, I've watched Subnautica? you play it and scream like a little yeah. bitch. Uh, <laughs> and heard Cat get mad at you for screaming like a little bitch. Get the copper. <laughs> We're not going through that. Sean, get the copper. You went on yeah, like, so with new... that for like 20 minutes. It was the worst. <laughs> there was a new sort of animated trailer for it. It's fucking great. Mm. Um, I don't know. It, it just shows how chaotic this game actually is. Um, but it's celebrating the full release of the game onto you know different consoles and all that sort of stuff. Um, it is releasing well yesterday from today's recording. Um, yeah, Xbox uh, One we're, series. We're onto this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's on Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, Five, Steam, Epic, Switch, basically anything that plays games, you'll be able to get this game on. Um, but it is for the uh, Below Zero game, not the first one. I do like the first one better, um, but yeah, they've gone ahead and changed a whole bunch of uh, voice acting, story, location settings, and all that sort of stuff, so it would be interesting to go ahead and pick it up and get back into it to see what's changed, um, but yeah, it's I, I love the trailer. It's it's very like sort of comical and funny, um, mm. and it just shows how much you get your ass kicked in this game. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're outnumbered by these fucking giant monsters. Um, just how much you get sort of beaten around, but yeah, uh, it's it's official. It's out now. The full game. Go get it. Go play it on whatever console platform you want. Um, are you interested in getting this one, or you uh, gonna give it a miss? Probably not for me. Like, if someone I know is playing it, I'll watch it. But it's not the sort of game that I'm full on into. Yeah. Uh, so you know, maybe if it's on special for like five bucks, like a yep. few years down the line. No offense to the creators of the game. Uh, I do think it is a cool game. It's just not mm. my sort of game. But I just want to give a quick shout out to the time you got shit scared of a piece of seaweed in the game. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's just seaweed. I still remember that because it was just so funny. So for those of you who don't know, I, I don't have a... Uh, I've got You've this, got better with it. Called? You have got a lot better with it. Yeah. But it's this fear of deep deep water but I'm fine swimming I'm fine swimming in the ocean I just have this just irrational fear of giant fucking sea monsters coming up under me and just going yeah. it's kind of and that fear of the unknown in a sense yeah. like because you, you can't really see so if you can't yeah, see exactly. it then you're scared of it yeah and then obviously you know everyone's like oh you should play Subnautica good idea guys <laughs> this like will definitely help <laughs> But yeah, I, I did have fun. I love the survi- survival aspect of it. Um, mm. But I loved exploring. I love going creative mode, aka little bitch mode, and actually and just exploring the environments. Yeah, I do. 
Because they'll, they'll still come after you in your fucking vehicle. I'm like, what are you doing, man? I'm in creative. Don't touch me. I'm a god. It's funny because Pixel will go from being scared to just being mad because he can't do anything because <laughs> he's getting shaken around. He's like, I just want to fucking build things. Piss off. Yeah. Once I spawn in 40 Reapers. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you guys so mad at me? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, so I won't be picking it up again. I've got it on Steam already. I think I bought it when I was in Alpha or Beta or whatever it was. Um, yeah. I'm definitely not be buying it full price and all that sort of shit. I think I've pretty much got the most out of it of, as to you know what I really can get out of it. I've mm. been to the end game in both games. I've fucked around sporting my own shit in and yeah. So I think I've pretty much got out the most that I can. So I will probably leave that. Um, but a game I will be getting back into because it's free and I'm a tight ass is Spellbreak. Mm. They recently just announced a, a brand new chapter or season or whatever you want to call it called The Fracture. Mm. Um, and it adds in um, a couple of new game modes such as 5e5, um, objective-based mode called Dominion, um, a new seasonal ranking system, new outfits, new gameplay, balance updates. There's also elemental shrines, map updates, and all that sort of stuff. So... It seems to be a fairly substan- substantial update, um, and I'm looking forward to actually getting back into it. Uh, yeah, I might buy some Panadol before this uh, becomes playable. <laughs> Just uh, shout out to the uh, first game. I think it was the very first time you, me, and uh, shout out to Gould. Uh, we all played together, and we won. <laughs> And then we never won again. <laughs> I think we kept getting like top three or something, and then we just kept yeah. dying. Um, but yeah, Spellbreak is a lot of fun. I do personally find the game a little easy. Not in a sense of players are bad, but there is a very big advantage if you play mouse and keyboard. If you recall when you started, you tried with uh, controller, and then I finally convinced you to use mouse and keyboard, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can actually aim now. And, uh, you know, like, I think I won, like, 60% of the games I was in, so I just personally didn't find the game super challenging. So, I hope the balance makes the game a little more interesting with the the updates, and I haven't really played it since that period of time we were all playing it, but, yeah, it's it's nice to see this game kind of get itself back on, you know, back on track. If you're into Battle Royals... And, you know, you haven't got a lot of money and you don't really want to play the Fortnites, um, you know, the War Zones and things like that. You want something a little, I'd say, more arcadey, like, closer to something like Fortnite, but without all the extra mechanics. It's, like, it's a lot more simple. So it's more you can just jump in and get the hang of it really quick. Spellbreak is just a good time. With elemental powers and all that stuff too, which well, is always good. Uh, didn't didn't notice that one. <laughs> Whoa, is that why you like it? <laughs> wow, we. Uh, I just but, want to um, shout out the time you uh, flew straight off the edge of the map <laughs> from, the, <laughs> from the initial launch in. <laughs> you were so upset about it. I was like, oh yeah, there'd be an invisible wall here, right? No. <laughs> well, I'll see you next round, boys. <laughs> I think we still came top ten. <laughs> if yeah. I recall. But yeah, I, I found that um, solo play was easy. I think it sets you off in the lowest difficulty and you just sort of work your way up. Yeah. Um, going into a 3v3 match, that definitely was a bit more difficult. You'd have people who actually experienced the game and all that sort of stuff. So, mm. yeah, I, I don't know. There was a bit of a discrepancy in difficulty there. 
I would like it to have the same sort of settings with the with the three v three matches and stuff. If you keep winning yeah. multiple matches, you get pushed right up. Um, rather than being paired with people who know what they're doing and people who don't, because um, mm. you'll get smashed every time. So, yeah, yeah. If, if that's included in the balancing, that would be good. Um, but yeah, very keen to get back into this one, see the new settings. There still isn't a floss dance, though. So Thank God. We miss out Down on that. 10. Best game ever. <laughs> uh, and look, as we are saying, you know, how the 3v3s were a little bit harder, that could also be because there's just not enough people quite playing to really have a proper rank division yeah uh, between no, like, they true. can try to match mate to the best of their ability but there's really only so much you can do so yeah. yeah get out there and play it it is a good time i pretty much will guarantee you'll have fun with it one way or another even if it's just a few rounds here and there uh i wasn't really a big fan of the microtransactions in the game not that they're bad or like overpriced or anything but you know, the speed in which you unlock things versus the microtransaction rate, it's like it really tries to incentivize using microtransactions to get the things you want. But, you know, the game's not pay to win at the end of the day, and that's really all that matters. Yeah, I think the transactions and all this stuff are okay if you have an option to do it all for free. Yeah. I think, you know, if, if you're like, oh, you know, if it turns into basically, you know, pay to win type thing, it's bullshit. But if someone can get to the same thing and get to the same... If it's just cosmetic loot, like, who cares? Yeah. But if it's actually started, like, you know, applying buffs and all that sort of stuff, then, yeah, then there's a problem. Um, but, yeah, from at this point, they haven't done that. There's no disadvantage if you don't pay anything, um, which is, I think, in my opinion, the best way to go about it if you want to do, you know, pay loot and all that sort of shit. Um, you shouldn't have a disadvantage just because you don't want to spend money on the game if there's that option. Yeah. But um, next bit of news. We got a Power Rangers and Street Fighter crossover. Mm. It looks pretty good. <laughs> it does. Now, I'm going to put Pixel on the spot because I haven't done it like three times already today. Have you actually played the Power Rangers Battle for the Grid? No. Okay. If you get a chance, it is a lot of fun. I actually played this uh, with a couple of mates on stream. Uh, I lost the first round and then didn't lose again after that. So for those who don't know, I'm secretly into fighting games. I am not going to sit there and say I'm great at them. But I do love learning how to do the combos and how the combat system works. And I will say the Power Rangers... uh, battle for the grid is way better than you'd expect for what it is it does have some issues um like i remember there was one move that wouldn't uh load the animation it just right okay work uh like what what, what platform's it on uh it's on pc Um, okay right so i played it because it was on the xbox game pass i think it's still on there for the pc so if you want to give the game a go and you've never used the xbox game pass before i think it's a dollar for your first month uh so it's definitely worth trying out it is a good time it is good fun uh not Mm. a ton of content for a fighter but nothing that is like damning at the same time it's not like oh here's 10 fighters and that's it like you get a fair bit of variation and it's it is a good time all round, so I am excited to see more characters go to it, and I would like to see more people actually play this because, like, I love Mortal Kombat and stuff, but every now and then you need something a little different, and yeah. to get two characters that we know, and especially if their combos play the same, 
you could see, especially in the esports scene, this game becoming a lot more popular mm. because it'll have that crossover 100%. potential. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who aren't watching, they have actually turned um, Ryu and uh, Chun Li into Power Rangers, which is awesome. So Ryu turns into the Crimson Hawk Ranger, and Chun Li turns into the Blue Phoenix Ranger. Um, and they look so good. They do. They look so good. Um, and I'm really, I'm really a big fan of how the settings are actually in Power Ranger themed um, locations. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I probably won't be getting this. I'm not huge on fighters. I, I love Power Rangers, um, but yeah, I'm not the biggest into fighters but this looks good like if you play this i'd watch the shit out of it oh yeah i probably will but, when uh, ooh, they yeah. launch if it if it comes to the pc game pass as i said i'll definitely like pick this back up because i do very much as i said i love fighters uh it's just I, the the biggest problem i have with them is kind of getting my money's worth if that makes sense so something like mortal kombat yeah. i'm gonna get 100 plus hours out of you know, I know yeah, I'm going to play easy. the living crap out of that. Smash Bros, I'm going to get my money out of. Tekken, you know, Tekken's probably my favorite fighting series to actually play. But I am absolute trash at it. Because I'm like, I get 2D fighters, I don't get 3D fighters. But I have a lot more fun with 3D fighters. Yeah. But this is a 2D fighter, so this is the sort of game that I should be pretty okay with. And I do remember, like, learning the mechanics pretty well. It kind of plays something like... Marvel versus Capcom, if anyone ever played that back in the day. Not fully, and I don't want to say, like, oh, it's a clone of it or anything like that. It is unique to itself, but, you know, the idea of kind of, like, you know, tagging in a partner and, you know, swapping out and then having special moves with a third partner and stuff like that, it's pretty cool. It's very flashy. It's a very fun game to watch. Um, But if if you have a hard time focusing on games, especially in fighters particularly this is definitely not one to play because there is so mm. much shit happening on the screen at any given time. Yeah. So if you're really tired, you can't focus, this ain't your sort of game. Just yeah. do keep that in mind, especially if you're someone who suffers from epilepsy, stay away from this game because uh, there, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of flashing colors. It is pretty full on. So, um, yeah. But it, it, is, it is pretty fun. Uh, I would like to see you know, more done with this game. And this is a really good step in the right direction to kind of get it back in the limelight because it came out, had a little bit of fanfare to it uh, at the time, at least in the fighting community, like the fighting game community. And I'm by no means full on into that stuff. Uh, I like to play more for myself. But I do watch a few people that are a part of it and watch some tournaments on occasion. And yeah, seeing how well this went over with a lot of players, but... I've never seen anyone really play it since it came out. Yeah. So this is a good way to get people back in this game. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this kind of picks up this game's popularity and just lets yeah. it kind of skyrocket. Because it's the sort of game that went a little underground and I'd like to see it do better. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, I just got back to your comment about the, the Game Pass and lots of stuff. Yes. Apparently, PlayStation are working on their answer to yes, Game Pass. we now, have uh, the PlayStation Now, I think is what it's called. Yeah, so... Uh, who was it? David... So, God Award developer David Jaff um, mm. revealed that Sony might be working on a quote-unquote counterpunch to uh, the Game Pass. Mm. He... Now, in this article I have here, um, there was no facts about what this service could look like. 
when it will yeah. be released or its pricing. <laughs> so it's all speculation on us at the moment. Yeah. But a few different um, you know sources are coming out to say something, at least something, is definitely in the works. Mm. I would think Sony would be a bunch of idiots if they weren't already working on something because, yeah. like you said, it's an insane amount of value to the gamers and you yeah. get so much out of it. Yeah. Um, and the people love it. Like I pay more for Netflix than I yeah. do for the Xbox Game Pass, and I use the game, and I barely use the Game Pass. Like, not because mm. it's got bad games; it's got fantastic games. Like, I'll just run through what I've got installed real quick. Um, like, I've got uh, Tetris Effect, uh, just to toot my own horn, which I held a top ten score in uh, the world for for the endless mode because at a certain speed it doesn't get any faster. So I can be a god at that game just by playing it for six hours. You got stuff like the Outer Worlds, Final Fantasy VIII remake, Dragon Twi- uh, Dragon Quest Twelve. You've got the Halo Master Chief Collection, Final Fantasy Twelve. It's got the EA um, Games Pass with it now as well. So you get stuff like uh, Star Wars Squadrons, Command & Conquer Remastered Collection, Jedi Fallen Order. You get your FIFA, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Battlefield Five. Like, this is insanely good value for money. Insanely good. I think it's like hmm. seven to nine bucks a month or something. There is the ultimate version of the Game Pass, which gets it for you for PC and Xbox. So if you own an Xbox, I'd fork out the extra six bucks and then get it for both. Um, if you've got a reasonably okay PC as well. But if you've only got a PC, you know, and you, like, as I said, I'm pretty sure the first time you get it, it only costs a dollar. Because uh, yeah. they want people to try it. It is a really, really good service. Mm. Now, speaking of PlayStation, they do technically have the PlayStation Now service. Uh, but you can't get it here in Australia, which yeah, really freaking sucks. I was going to say that. Because, um, yeah, we were speaking about this a couple of podcasts ago when I had a, had Roger on. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we, we just don't have that. Yeah, it's, we miss out on I, I don't lot, understand yeah. why. Um, I don't think we will get it because by the time that, you know, if we were to get it, this new answer to Game Pass would be here. So yeah. I think they're just going to skip over us completely. Mm. Um but yeah, they they definitely need to be providing something. It's Xbox is taking too much of the market share. Yeah. Um, with this Game Pass, it's it's a ridiculous value for money, um, and it's obviously not going to go away anywhere. No, people love no it. Way. It's going to be a standard in gaming from now on. Yeah, and look, I know some people hate the games as a service thing, and I do agree. I hate the idea of, you know, at any point they can take my purchase away. Uh, in this sense but yeah. I I haven't purchased these games if like I'm like hey I want to play say like for someone who already owns Final Fantasy 12 you know and Final Fantasy 8 I own on literally every freaking console that it has ever come out on because I'm a dickhead uh, and just adore <laughs> that game that much but yeah. you know as someone who's like okay well I want to play it on PC or like Final Fantasy 12 is actually probably a better example where I own it on PS4 I don't think I have my PS2 copy anymore, or it was a friend's copy. I do remember playing it as a kid, but I might have lent it from a friend. I don't recall off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, it's like, okay, I could get the PS4 out, plug it in, set it through the capture card, all that good stuff, or I could literally just freaking install it and play it, and it's only costing me 6 bucks instead of having to spend another $60 to buy the game. You know, mm. um, like with like take me with Mortal Kombat, it's like, yeah, I bought that game at launch for the PS4, played the crap out of it, but, you know, I wanted it on PC because I don't want to have to set up a whole console just to play the freaking game, especially yeah. considering I'm primarily on PC. So this, like, just gives you so much options, you know, and 
like even though Xbox might not be dominating in the sales, although I think their sales have been going really, really well of late, which is great to see, uh, especially a yeah. good bounce back after the uh, Xbox One, which well, people have been saying they just, but yeah, yeah, people have been saying they've gone out and bought an S or an X because mm-hmm. they just can't get a PlayStation Five, so they're getting something to tie them over. Yeah. And it's just pushing Xbox's sale up. Then they go, oh shit, this Game Pass thing is great. And yeah. I saw a couple of comments today on Twitter. They go, I didn't realize how good it was until I got this Xbox S or X. Yeah. And I've gone, whoa, this is yeah. actually very powerful. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. And like, at the end of the day, like the PlayStation Now service itself actually isn't bad. It does allow for PC gaming for certain titles and things. And the reason I think it's not here is just infrastructure. Because yeah. our internet on average is that bad. They're like, we can't oh, justify a streaming service. Because at the end of the day, PlayStation Now is a streaming, not a download, install, and go for it kind of service. Yeah. For the most part. Like, you could download some games and stuff. But certain games would only allow for streaming because of the way they license them and things like that. But it did have access to like their to a library of like 800 or something games for 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Which is like, if you went to me, here's, give us 20 bucks every month you got 800 PlayStation-exclusive games to play, I would pay yeah. that in a heartbeat. Yeah, would not definitely. even think about that. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, screw the gym membership. I'm going to be even fatter. <laughs> Give me that 800 games. I want to go back and play, like, obscure PS1 games and PS2 games that I grew up with that I used to rent uh, from, yeah. like, Blockbuster and Video Easy. Shout out to uh, the homies. Everyone pour one out for your boys. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I miss those days of getting that. And this is, like, the closest to that that we get you know in the sense yeah. of it's like we're basically paying to rent a game but we don't have to go out anywhere to do it so yeah, yeah I, definitely I, like I hope they get on it soon definitely yeah. um, now speaking of older games Pac-Man had a Pac-Man 99 release this week um, it's kind of like uh, what was it Tetris is it Tetris 99 is, that, is yeah, it called 99 Tetris 99 yeah so I think they're, so they're doing of, a series of 99 yeah. games yeah so they've had Tetris, they had Mario, and now they're on Pac-Man. Mm. Um, this looks fun. It looks fucking insane. Again, yeah. anyone who <laughs> is sensitive to flashing lights, <laughs> probably, probably don't pick this up because <laughs> it gets fucking mental. Now, it's not just the original Pac-Man game. There is that in here. However, there have been some tweaks uh, to the actual gameplay to make it, I guess, kind of fit in with this 99 style. Yeah. Um, so you have these things called sleeper ghosts. Um, if you eat them, they become something called Jammer Pac-Man, which basically gets sent to other players' screens. And if they run into these Jammer Pac-Men, they will slow down their Pac-Man speed. So that means they're more vulnerable to the ghosts and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's also a bunch of power-ups and targeting options that you unlock when you play well in your game um, that can affect other people. So it, it does seem like they've increased the strategy behind this, added a few extra you know, game mechanics to actually make it fit into the 99. Um, have you played this yet? No, I haven't played play it yet. I definitely will be playing it at some point. Um, yeah. But full disclaimer, I am absolute trash at Pac-Man. I am so bad at it. <laughs> like, Tetris, I was always okay at. And then yeah. uh, Tetris 99 got me, like, full-on into playing Tetris competitively uh, to the point that I got, you know, not amazing. I'm, I'm shit at T-spins and all that sort of stuff. But, like, I can survive a very, very long time and just generally got very 
pretty good, like better than the average person by far, but nowhere near a competitive level player. Uh, But yeah, I feel like this game's going to make me get like obsessed with Pac-Man. So I'm like, do I play it? Do I avoid it? So (laughs) yeah, it It does look like when I was watching it. Yeah. When I was watching, I'm like, yeah, this is so far up your alley. (laughs) Silly little games like this. Like, and I don't mean that as an insult. Like, why would I play Pac-Man competitively to beat someone else? It's fucking yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... And I, I think I like the idea with the power-ups and that because it's going to stop anyone who's, like, you know, a Pac-Man pro. And there are a lot of really yeah. insanely good Pac-Man oh, players yeah. out there. Uh, it's going to yeah. really stop them from being, like, too strong. You mm. know, like... Just because of the random element of... Am I getting attacked? Am I not getting attacked? Like, Tetris, you can yep. sort of react to, like, 90% of what's going to happen. Yeah. But Pac-Man, I don't think you're going to get that choice. Like, it's if just... someone sends through... Survive. Yeah. If someone sends through, like, 100 jammer goes to your game, no matter how skilled you are... You're fine. You're going to run into that. So, you know, your, your skill might be able to come into play, but, it, it, yeah, it does kind of level the playing field a little bit. Um... You know, there obviously is a lot of strategy there, but it's going to make the, you know, make it a bit more accessible to the people who aren't you know, super experts at, at Pac-Man, but it, it looks very, very fun, but yeah, yeah, if you are prone to getting seizures and shit, my God, do not even look at this game. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just avoid it for the time being. It, it is full on, but um, yeah, it, it's good. So this is only exclusive for people who have um, the and Switch the online, online service. Yeah, which is good. Again, it's pretty good value for money. It is a lot cheaper than your PlayStation or um, like your PS subscription or like the Game Pass subscriptions and things like that, like Xbox Live stuff. I think it's like thirty bucks for a year for a family. No, that's, that's something so which good. is really good. But a lot of the games don't have uh, dedicated servers, so keep that in mind. This does because yeah. uh, Tetris ninety nine does, but do keep in mind, you know, it's like it, you don't get as much value as you do with mm. like the PlayStation and the Game Pass ones. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it looks super fun and. I'd love to watch people play it. I like you. I'd be just fucking trash. I never really got into yeah. Pac-Man. I tried it once. I didn't. I didn't like it as a kid. I was like, yeah, fuck this shit. I used to play the shit out of it as a kid. I just suck. <laughs> like it's yeah. just I've never been good at it. I've I was never like, yeah, got give it. me Tetris. Give me something. Yeah, Tetris is my shit. I love Tetris. Yeah. That and like uh, 1942. You know, like the scrolling shooter games. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love those. I used to play the crap out of those. <laughs> But just quickly, uh, I do want to touch on um, something we didn't have in our show notes just because we haven't got enough to talk about uh, real quick, talking about like flying uh, from the 1942 airplane game. Microsoft Sim- uh, Flight Simulator actually recently had an update and the game looks oh, yeah, even more freaking insane. Yeah. Like, have you they seen to- how gorgeous this game is? Yeah. They had to quote-unquote update the world. Yeah. Like, it is absolutely... To put in perspective, people are like, oh, you know, what if I don't want to play it online? Because it has an always online component to it. And I can understand Mm. that. Uh, I think the game is something like a full pentabyte, which is a thousand terabytes in terms of its data. I don't even want to know how much it needs, like space it would need now. Jesus. For like streaming and stuff. It is one of the most chilled, relaxed games. I enjoy it, but my god I can't be bothered sitting there for six hours real time flying a fucking plane so yeah 
That's how I know being a pilot just ain't for me. I'm more like, let me fly through a city, and if I crash and die, well, you know, it was fun, it was worth it. Oh, uh, well, their fault for being there. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on that really, really, uh, really quick. So, yeah. if you haven't seen it, if you see if you want, like, easily the best looking game that's ever existed, this is it. Yeah. Um, now, in one of your favorite games to ever oh, come yeah, out. Oh, yeah, just uh, with the best dancing uh, emotes ever. Uh, Fortnite has teamed up. Uh, no, not Fortnite has teamed up. Um, Epic has teamed up, and uh, Sony's invested twenty. Uh, sorry, fucking, hell, I can't even speak. Two hundred million from Sony to Epic to create and develop the quote-unquote metaverse. So. <laughs> Uh, we're Sony, getting the metaverse I, I can I can I can draw you a stick figure. Give me like twenty million for that. Like come on. So, two hundred million for this? Ugh, yeah, like, and look, an additional two hundred million. So I think Epic has uh, has now fundraised about a billion dollars, I think I read. Um and that's thanks to two hundred million dollars extra just from Sony um mm. that they've just put in. And on top of that, uh alloy from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is now going to be a playable character um, in Fortnite. She does get a, a bunch of different stuff. So she gets a blaze canister, back mm. bling, whatever the fuck that means. I don't play Fortnite, clearly. Yeah. One day <laughs> um, we're going to have to play it. And it's just going to be... Sh- <laughs> we'll probably play it when like the game officially dies. Be like, yeah, all right, we're going to be the best players in the world because we're the only ones playing it. And be like, just oh, be shit, this is, not, this is actually not that bad. <laughs> I do want to point out though, her character model is gorgeous. Like it is Looks really awesome. well made. Yeah, I was gonna say they did a great job on her. And she comes in. Her parachute is actually um, one of the um, robotic uh, sort of animals or creatures from Horizon mm. Zero Dawn. Um, it's called the Glint Hawk. Um, one of the most annoying characters <laughs> you can fight in the game. Oh my god, these things are such a pain in the ass. But instead of having a parachute, she flies down on a glint hawk, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, instead of having a pickaxe, she uses her spear. Um, so it's just it's it's really good to see. Like as much as we shit on Fortnite, it's really good to see the small attention to detail and all this stuff. Um, and they, it's clearly that they're making an effort um, to to actually take things from her quote unquote universe or game um, and implement it into into Fortnite. And you also get. Um, some heart emote where she projects something from her little earpiece and it turns into a heart. Um, so, yeah, look, as much as shit on Fortnite and as you know, cancerous as it can be, it, it's obviously there for a reason. It's making mm. money. And if someone's willing to drop $200 million more into something, there's clearly something there. Um, but, yeah, I think it's great for Fortnite players, good for people who want to, um, you know, see their favorite red-headed heroine do a floss <laughs> yeah i want to shout out uh the girl who was at the asian restaurant that me and my uh, the security guard at work went to uh, to get lunch who was flossing while she was waiting for food and we're just like oh my god oh shit. yeah uh actually just a uh, quick little news i don't know if you saw but actually brie larson everyone's favorite actress uh not to actually shit on her i look she she's done things that have annoyed me personally in the past but She's, you know, got a lot better. She's great up until, like, Avengers. Yeah. I, I, I loved her up until, like, the Avengers and all that sort of shit. And she just became some of the most unlikable 
just just an unlikable person. But before that, I was like, where where's this all coming from? Because she seemed really likable beforehand. But yeah, yeah, well, go she, ahead. She she has definitely got a lot better. I think like it was just she was oh, put yeah. in that position, and when you're in that position, you want to do the best you can. And like she, well, she it's she's not that she was asking for bad things. She just went about it in a bad way. Uh, in my yeah. opinion. And again, this is personal opinion. We're not going to go into the politics of it. But she actually partnered up with Epic to release a bunch of stuff for Fortnite, um, which I thought was actually pretty interesting. I do like seeing this uh, mainstream pop culture crossover, as I think we talked about this in the last podcast, of seeing games kind of become the mainstream. Yeah. And like, yeah. obviously, to gamers, it is mainstream, it's the biggest. It's like, Yes, games make a crap load of money, but the vast majority of people don't play video games. The vast majority of people don't care what's going on, you know? They yeah. they refer to it as your Nintendos, your Xboxes, your Playstations. Like, they don't understand what we're playing, what we're doing, or what's going on yeah. in the scenes, what's going on with esports, this, that, yada, yada, yada. And as you see, like, all these things happen, seeing celebrities get in on it, like, you've had Ronda Rousey, Brie Larson... Snoop Dogg's yep. been streaming a lot. Actually, I think I saw a funny oh, clip yeah. of him reacting to his character in a game where he like literally... <laughs> play, I think it was like Def Jam or something. I can't remember the game. Yeah. Uh, but his character gets shot at the end and he just gets really mad about it because he forgot that that's what happened. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. like I like seeing more... Like this more mainstream, relaxed approach to video games because I think it helps get rid of that whole stigma about playing games. And that whole violence is caused by video games. It's like, I'm pretty sure, you know, we used to burn people alive just because we didn't like them. So I'm pretty sure humans have been trashed forever. But uh, yeah, so I thought that's pretty cool. I don't know if she's got a character in the game or just a bunch of emotes or whatever. Um, I think she does have a gaming channel. She's actually very into Animal Crossing, if I recall. Yeah, she is. But Um, So Pixel's got that (laughs) inner turmoil all the time I, 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 try, I try to watch it I'm like Ugh. can't do it she's just she's so argumentative like uh. oh a rich person's argumentative who saw that coming what what <laughs> but like I, I I like to watch Animal Crossing for you know it being chilled out and usually the people who stream it or play it are pretty chill or easygoing. Mm. I've seen some of the things like she is kind of chilled out but you know uh, a villager will say something and it's like she actually takes personal offence to- <laughs> I'm like mate to be like, fair I've seen just- a lot of people who play Animal Crossing take personal offence to the shit yeah the just, uh, I don't know I did I got so pissy at something I'm like fuck off I've been doing all the work they're like oh you haven't done anything it's like get fucked cunt I've been working on this shit I've been pressing the A button like a hundred times today get out of here but there's actually one other thing we forgot to mention um, is Lara Croft is also coming to Fortnite Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, yeah, some partnership between them. I don't know. It's Fortnite. <laughs> You're like, I don't give a shit. It's, it's Tomb Raider. I don't know. Fuck Tomb Raider. Like, they got rid of her big old pointy titties. Like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I actually do, I do prefer the new design Lara Croft over the original. Ah, uh, yeah, it's so much better. Uh, but, um, yeah, but so yeah, so awesome more options Fortnite for players. players. So, yeah, yeah that's Which enough of that. Good. It's had its time on, uh, on this. And we still have more <laughs> shit to go. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news. Temtem, Ooh. everyone's favorite Pokemon alternative. Wowee. Mm. It has a brand new island released. Uh, released today, actually. So as yeah. soon as the um, the thing came out, the announcement came out, you could 
play on the new island. Um, I purposely stopped playing it because I'm like, I don't want to get to the end game and just lose interest. So I, I don't think this is a full game out yet. Um, it's just another addition for those who want to keep playing. But it's called the Sipanku Island. Um, there are also new Temtem with this update. And existing Temtem, like, like the digital Temtem, also have <laughs> new abilities. I'm sorry, I can't the name wait Temtem is fucking it. dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. Look, it's it's not the worst name, but it's the same word two times in a row, so it just sounds stupid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it means. I I would hope it means something in another to. language. Like Pokemon I, makes I, sense because so. it means pocket monster. Pocket monsters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like they literally sit in your pocket, like. Yeah. So it's like. I don't know. I just... I don't mm. know. Now, for those of you who haven't played or heard of Temtem, it basically is Pokemon. Um, but instead of using Pokeballs, you use these, like, kind of a memory card, sort of, I don't know, tablet kind of things, like foreign things to capture yeah. your quote-unquote Temtem. At the end of the... <laughs> it's, it's, that's what it is. If you've played Pokemon, you know what you're in for with Temtem. But I will yeah. say one thing with Temtem versus Pokemon. Fuck, I hate saying Temtem. Uh, I'm going to call it TT. Uh, with TT, the... <laughs> titties. Uh, no, with, with Temtem, you, the game is definitely a lot more difficult than what Pokemon is. Oh, yeah. They, like, they put a lot more emphasis on strategy over leveling. Um, yep. Now, Pokemon does have that if you're an experienced player. But Pokemon is aimed more at all ages. And I'm not saying Temtem isn't accessible for younger audience. Um, clearly with the design and the characters and that, the way things look, they do want younger kids to play it, but they don't want super yeah. young kids to play it. So, you know, it's, it's it's got all the potential in the world. It's done really, really well so far. Um, and I know obviously COVID has slowed things down a lot. And yeah. I am glad to see them still working on it, but... It's been in early access for a fair while, so hmm. hopefully with you know vaccine rollouts and things like that, things will get better and the speed in which this game gets updated will increase. I hope they're not putting yep. themselves in a crunch to achieve that because I would just love to see this thing come out in full because I think it's yeah. fantastic. It's um, yeah, so it, like you said, it basically is Pokemon, but for me, they address um, a few different things and they add different mechanics in. For me, especially with the latest games that I sort of played, I found that if you level up high enough, typing doesn't really matter in Pokemon. You can yeah. sort of just like brute force your way through most battles. In this one, I had a Temtem at like level 30 and it got smashed by like a Temtem at level 7 just purely because there was a typing advantage to the other Temtem. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? So you actually have to pay attention. And on top of that, they also have like a stamina meter. So instead of having pee pee, like you do in, um, we're always <laughs> in out of pee pee. No pee pee for you. <laughs> so instead of having that um, and having a set amount of times you can use a certain move, um, you actually just have a stamina gauge. So if you exhaust your temtem, they actually hurt themselves because they're exhausted and they have to rest the next move. So not only do you have to take into account a more prominent typing advantage slash disadvantage system, mm. you also have to look at the stamina and uh, I guess assess 
mm, if I use this big move, I can take out a huge bit of health, but this Temtem will then have to sit out or potentially hurt itself um, mm. as a consequence. So there's a lot more strategy involved, and I think that's kind of missing from um, Pokemon games at the moment. I don't want you know Temtem to be a copy of this, or I don't want Pokemon to be just outright yeah. copy this either, but I do love how there is somewhat a bit of competition for Pokemon because competition breeds improvement. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if someone else is doing it better, the other company can say, hey, that's a good idea. We'll just take that because yeah. this game has basically taken the Pokemon <laughs> formula. Yeah, well, it so, has. And, like, look, yeah. it's, it's not that the, the stamina system is all that different from a PP, like the PP system. It's just, it's more universal in the sense of you might have a specific strategy of attacks you use in a specific order, and that just kind of becomes the default. Now, it yeah. can be great, and it can have that downside of you're just pressing the same buttons in the same order every time, but Pokemon mm. also has that issue. And yeah. also, like, the hurting themselves when you're out of stamina, that's no different to when you run out of, like, you know, your power points and you hurt yourself when you do struggle as a move. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's taking the same idea, but twisting it enough to make it interesting. A little bit, yeah. And that's basically what One, this game is. It's Pokemon, but if you've played Pokemon like we have for like 20 friggin' years, it's nice to get just that little bit of change that just yeah. makes the formula more interesting. Yeah. One thing I think they did really well as well, um, and you'll be able to see this if you are watching this on stream, is the animations of oh, yeah. the actual attacks. They are so good in Temtem. Um I have seen, you know, a couple of the animations in Sword and Shield, and, you know, on, on the most part, they are pretty impressive, but I would love to just use huge moves in Temtem just so I can see the animation of an attack mm. again. Um, they've really, really put a lot of time and effort into those uh, battle animations and just the whole aesthetic of the actual world. Um, visually, it's very, very unique. Um, a lot of greens, a lot of pinks, um, but, yeah, I think it looks really, really good. Yeah, very pastel color palette. Uh, oh yeah it, it is very pleasing to look at mm. so i think one thing i know obviously it's more i think it'd be more for future games is kind of what pokemon sword and shield did where you can see stuff in the overworld a little bit more uh would be interesting but again this is more down the line maybe when they're doing the second game or whatever they want to do um because there's definitely a lot of good things and they took you know, technically the best parts of Pokemon and twisted them in a, in a way to make them unique, but I would like to see them kind of maybe branch out more into their own thing uh, mm. and try not to kind of feel like a bastard child of Digimon with, like, the cyber, like cyber style and yeah. then just having Pokemon's core gameplay mechanics in that sense. So... I like the game isn't a ripoff by any means uh, in terms of how it plays and how it looks. It is very good value for money, especially for an early access mm. game. Um, yeah. And the devs are very much onto it. They do communicate really, really well. And as we said, you oh, know, COVID yeah. has slowed things down, obviously, for pretty much everything. You, if you've noticed of late, every game is getting delayed, uh, just about. And that's the reason. <laughs> if, so, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard us complain about it. So uh, every week now for well, eighteen podcast now, episodes, bro. this yeah, game basically. has been delayed. Oh my god! <laughs> this game has been delayed for ten years. Delayed. <laughs> right to jail. Uh, no, it's it's definitely a great game. Highly recommend. 
don't know if I'd say at the moment that it's worth full price, but if, no, you, so I, if you can get it for <clears throat> relatively cheap, like yeah. maybe 20, 30% off, then it's worth it yeah. by that. And if I, you get um, it more, then I, that's great. Yeah, I bought it as pretty much um, at its earliest stage where you could. Yeah. Um, and they said if you buy it now, you'll never have to pay for anything additional or extra. Yeah. Um, and they did guarantee that the price will go up every time there is a new update or content added. Yeah. So I got it for the cheapest. I think it was like twenty or thirty bucks. Yeah. And I think and it's going to be it for about. Me and then I never did anything with it. Forty or fifty. I booted it yeah. up. Went to but at least a now. Series on it. So yeah, I, but at least it, now it is on my you, it is on my to do list. Um, yeah. At some point. But that's the thing. Like at least now you can see the updates and track it, and you'd be like, okay, cool. Now is the time where I kind of want to get in. Yeah. Um. And you know, at least at least you have it, and you sort of got your foot in the door, yeah. Um, before it starts jacking up its price, jacking um, something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, basically, I am Pixel's producer. I, I sponsor him with a lot of games <laughs> and stuff, and then he does the same for me on occasion. So uh, it's just a giant circle jerk over here, you know. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right, jumping back into PlayStation 5, they had one of their first major updates um, to the console itself. You, I'm not sure if you saw this, but the major update sort of revolves around storage options, different things about social media, but the most important thing for me was the storage options. So you can store PS5 games on compatible external USB drives. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. I love this. Now, this is it's one of the best things about PC. You install a game on an external drive. Say I've got a PC here, and say Pixel's internet was like back in the day where it was just absolutely crap and there was a 60-gig game. It'd be quicker yep. for me to download it on an external drive, bring it up to his house, like physically drive it there. You know, for like, a, yep. what is it, like a two-hour drive including traffic, you know? Yeah, it'd be about that, yeah. Um, and like physically hand you the drive than it would be for you yeah. to install it because if you installed it it could take like two three days at that mm. point that's for those who yeah. don't know that's how bad australian internet can be yeah it's it's pretty um, rough so yeah it's this update is just it's great um it does obviously say it has to be a compatible external usb drive so you need to do yeah. a bit of research into what is considered compatible for your ps5 mm. um but they do say it says you can seamlessly copy your PS5 games back to the console's internal storage when you're ready to play. So you can basically move them across each device. Mm. Um, they said it is faster to reinstall PS5 games from USB extended storage than to re-download or copy them from a disc. Yeah, that'll be so, to do with that, that uh, SSD that it has and the way in which that works. Yeah. It'd be way quicker than trying to stream the data specifically. Yeah. Um, so that is fantastic a huge huge win for PlayStation there they did also as we mentioned before they had some social media update basically it's cross generation share play PS4 mm. PS5 players can now share play together while chatting in parties um, this means PS5 console users can let their friends know on PlayStation 4 and also share their screen or try out PS games, PS5 games through share play or vice versa Apparently, options include the ability to share your screen with a friend, pass your controller virtually to a friend, or pass a second controller virtually to play co-op games, mm. which is cool. If you have a PS4 and someone has a PS5, you could 
jump in with them and, and try out a game. That's that's a great feature. Yeah, and, and a good I way mean, for if you're someone who's on the on the fence or kind of in the mm. not really worth buying camp, this is a good way to try it out and be like, okay, maybe you know what it has to offer might be the go. Yeah, it's a great way for people to try out the PS5 or just to kind of you know bug your one friend in your whole circle who's able to get one be like hey <laughs> when are we playing ps5 yeah you know at least you can sort of try it you can try the games um and it sort of fills in that gap for the time where you can't still get a ps5 because of stock issues mm. um but it, it somewhat fills in that gap gets more people onto the playstation 5 and I, I think that's was a big component that was missing was that you know if you were the only friend in your circle that could get a PS5, there wasn't really that cross generation play between four and five. So most of your friends might be sitting on the PS4, you're on that PS5 and you're just like, uh, yeah. So at least this allows people to sort of connect with each other to yeah. try it out and all that sort of stuff. So it sort of bridges that gap and sort of addresses that issue of stocking issues. Yeah. So yeah. It's definitely, it's it's definitely moving in the right direction. One of the updates uh, they did that I heard about, um, which I wasn't really aware of, was they made it so achievements aren't forced HDR. So for those who don't know, that's high definition range, I think is what it's called, or high distinction. I forget yeah. the actual term itself, uh, to allow them to run in SDR. And people might go, well, wouldn't I want it to be the best visual quality all the time? You got to understand HDR is very taxing on TVs and computer screens yep. and monitors in general of any kind. Uh, it's very power hungry, and if you have to use it a lot, you will be more likely to have burnout in the actual uh, monitor you're using uh, or TV. So it's a little change that can that might save a lot of people being pissy in the long run. So I do like that. Like it's little things like that that. Uh, a lot of people will look over but you've got to remember little things like that can be the difference between this console going down as a good one or one that bricks your TV you know and you don't really want to be known as a console that bricks TVs or a console that just doesn't work uh, the way it's intended because when that happens you know it it doesn't go well like you look at look at what happened to Atari you know they released a Jaguar and that thing did not work the way they marketed it and it had a lot of issues and Atari effectively shut down because of it. You know, there was other factors, don't get me wrong, but they just did a piss poor job saying it could do things that it couldn't, and it just did not go well for them. Oop, I can't hear you at all. Have you muted yourself? Shit, I did mute myself. Hey, this guy. Say, who... <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I, Technical error. We're got... doing it live. I got the next video up and I was like, oh shit, I didn't unmute myself. Whoops. But I was saying, like, who knew? Lying yeah. to people about consoles is bad. Wow. Oh, wowee. <laughs> but yeah, so... Look, that, that PlayStation 5 update, cool. Good stuff. Yep. A couple of wins there. Good Move shit. in the right direction. Good shit. Now, a game that you actually do care about and that you actually <laughs> really? give a shit about. What, what, what makes you think I care about this game? Is it that I'm like a crack addict with it and I have to play it at least yeah. once a week? <laughs> uh, the entire Doom series is coming to the Switch. What the fuck? That's awesome. Damn right, it fucking is. It's Doom. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> I fucking awesome, love dude. Doom. Like, I'm curious to see... Like, I feel like Doom 1, 2... 
3, 64, they're going to translate pretty okay. Because Doom 3 isn't super fast-paced. It's a lot quicker than people think it is. But I know Doom 2016 did come out on the Switch, and I did want to get it for the Switch, but, you know, I just never had money, and now I've got money. I'm like, why would I play it on the Switch when I can play it on PC as well? Like, I don't have the PC version, so I'm just going to play it on the computer instead because it makes more sense. But I think if you've never played Doom, get this. For the love of God, get this. Now, do note, Doom 2016, Doom Eternal... They won't be as good as their PC counterparts. They just won't. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask. Do you know how, especially sixteen and Eternal? I, I'm sure the other games would run completely fine. Oh, yeah, they would easily. I, I, I'd be concerned about. I think sixteen would run fine with just a little bit of a graphical downgrade. Well, um, from my Eternal, understanding, it runs at 720p. Yeah, um, I think it Even does do sixty. I think docked it pushes ten eighty, or it might be nine hundred. Okay, right. I can't remember exactly. Do not quote me. It's been a bit since I actually looked into how it worked. Yeah, I looked like full on into the frame times and everything. I'm like, ooh, is this gonna? I was very curious. Like, how the fuck is this gonna work on the Switch? Yeah, um, it might just be thirty FPS. Now, thirty FPS ain't the greatest when it comes to a Doom yeah. game. It's not gonna be unplayable but it's not going to be as smooth an experience and doom is very much about a smooth experience but yeah especially if you're coming from a pc playthrough or if you have played on pc it's going to be very very jarring yeah if you've never played doom and you have a switch this is a great way to get into it um i think the character models uh for anything 3d are downgraded significantly a lot of the textures are you know pretty shit in comparison um, I think the shadows and the lighting is definitely turned down a fair bit because a lot of people yeah. don't realize how good the lighting in Doom 2016 was. Doom Eternal's lighting isn't bad. Like, it is actually th- theoretically better than Doom 2016, but the game is very bright compared to Doom 2016. Yeah. Doom 2016 has a really cool atmosphere to it, whereas Doom Eternal's a little more cartoony, a little more bright. So mm. they'll both play okay but not the optimal way to play it. But as I said, Doom 1, 2, 64, and 3 are going to play fantastic. Even if yeah, you just get fine. them, this is a great way to play yeah. them. Now, do you think, <laughs> because it's coming to the Switch, there's going to be an Isabel from Animal Crossing Easter if there? If there fucking somewhere? isn't, I'm going to be mad. Hell, <laughs> have it be a 100% fucking gift. Or you beat the uh, Nightmare Mode. Uh, the was it like ultra nightmare mode which is a permadeath yeah. one life run through of the entire yeah. game you do not understand like if you've never tried it it is fucking brutal <laughs> brutal i've got halfway through the game before i died and i was yeah pissed. i've seen speedrunners do it and i'm like get fucked no um like i'm just i'm not that good at the game compared to them I can mm. get through on normal and hard pretty okay. Um, like, I can get through in a few hours. But, yeah. like, nothing like what they can do. And Ultra yeah. Nightmare is just insane. But if you have the reward where it's like, okay, you get an Isabel skin or you get to actually play as Isabel, <laughs> I, I will grind that shit until my fingers <laughs> bleed. Because for those who don't know, Animal Crossing and Doom, uh, Doom Eternal 
released on the exact same day. And the joke going around, and it's still probably my favorite thing of all time, was Animal Crossing was promoting Doom and Doom was promoting Animal Crossing. <laughs> like on Twitter, they were legitimately retweeting each other and say, go out and buy this game. And it was, it's just, it's fucking amazing. You know, you got yeah. Pixel's arguable favorite franchise of all time, my <laughs> arguable favorite franchise, you know? And it's just this huge uh, crossover and we're like, yes. Uh, and yeah. I bought both, and uh, I did. I think I beat Doom Eternal first, and then I bought Animal Crossing. I don't think I bought Animal Crossing at launch. I bought it like a few days later, uh, mm. after a lot of nagging from a certain individual <laughs> <laughs> and donation. Yeah. Fucking buy it, <laughs> do it, please. But yeah, I, I think there would have to be some kind of Easter egg to Animal Crossing. It'd, it'd be a, a huge missed opportunity if they didn't. At least put something in, even to like Eternal or something. Yeah, even if it is um, the dumbest, littlest thing, I will go out and buy yeah. the whole fucking thing just for that. I think even if you get like an, an Isabel themed gun or just like a little keychain that hangs off yeah. the end of it. Well, I mean, uh, in Doom Eternal, you get different skins and you can get like a unicorn skin and you're dressed up as yeah. a unicorn. Like all the cutscenes, you can see him dressed up as a unicorn. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and you can get him like with a mullet and a beer gun shit. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. If you give me that, but have it just be at, like uh, Isabel, oh, I'm there. <laughs> I am so fucking there. Just this six foot tall, jacked as shit Isabel with a fucking shotgun. In, in Ready a to end some motherfucker? <laughs> yes, give it to me. Inject uh, that shit in my veins and I will die a happy man. Yeah. That'd be the number one selling game oh, for it, sure. And Switch, Switch consoles would go through the roof as well. And they're already going through the roof. Like, yeah. so, What have they sold? Like 80 million of them already? Oh. Yeah, something like that. It, it'd, be, it'd be nuts. But um, yeah, moving on to the next topic. Gord. I don't know if you watched this, but it's from the XCD Project Red developers. Um I watched it. I'm not really that much into it. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen this trailer. It's a fantasy game. Um, I don't know, everything is black and white until it gets into light where you are. Visually, it looks it looks, looks okay. Um, again, you know, X City Project Red developers. I don't really have too much on it. So what what the game says is that. It's a fantasy strategy game that blends bits of adventure, strategy, in a dark fantasy setting. It will be released on PC in 2022. So, so you see a whole bunch of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we say 2022, but, uh, you know, nah. stay tuned. So there's a whole bunch of, like, Harry Potter-ass creatures, man. Yeah. Where it's like... <laughs> it's, it's very it's high have, fantasy. Um, yeah. You've so, got giant spiders. You've got a tree that will kill you and eat you. You've got wolves and shit, and pigs and boars and bears, and yeah, it's it's very much high fantasy. Yeah, it's look, it's not your sort of game. It's definitely my sort of game, no. but I would need to see a lot more to do with it before I get onto it because I do like the concept of you know this kind of build up your town, real time strategy sort of aspect with this kind of third-person action-y sort of game. It's got potential. I don't see it being God-tier level game yet until we see more to do with it. So, no. Nah. You know, and... Uh, I, yeah, I watched this... 
it's it's got like, it's got nah. potential, but I wouldn't get on board with it just yet. You know, in time, yeah. definitely in time. Yeah, it's. I look at it, and I'm like, nah, that's a that's a hard no from me. Yeah, not it your, it's definitely not your sort of game. Yeah. Um, and speaking um, of real time strategies, just to cut you off real quick, uh, shout out yeah. to Vigilant Paranoia who is watching in the chat, who did bring up uh, Age of Empires Four, which did have an official gameplay trailer drop two days ago. Now you never played Age of Empires, so I'm going to go over this really, really quick. No. While you do, I'll pull up the trailer for people watching. Yes, thank you very much. So, uh, first off, Pixel sucks because he had the worst childhood because he never played like any good games, apparently. Uh, but Age of Empires, it looks good. It looks like it plays like Age of Empires. You know, nothing too crazy. The animations look, you know, par for the course. I think the game could go to look better for what it is. Like, it's graphically not blowing me away. Uh, but... You know, it's Age of Empires. It's solid. Some of the animations do have a little bit of jank to them. So, I mean, the game isn't out yet. It should be... I think it's releasing relatively soon. Um, but I, I don't trust release dates on jack shit these days. <laughs> no. For obvious reasons. So, Not in yeah. the last couple of years. It's a real-time strategy game. If you've played any other Age of Empires, it's probably going to play the way you expect. Uh, I do like the HUD. The HUD is very clean. Uh, a lot more minimalistic pardon me uh compared to previous games where it sort of takes up like a good chunk at the top and a good chunk at the bottom whereas this it's like okay we're going to keep it simple we're going to keep it clean and you know is what it is as i said graphically i wish it was a little better than what it is uh, but mm. they might also be deliberately making this game run like really really well because they want it to be on the competitive scene so that is something to keep in yeah. mind, because uh, Age of Empires 2 actually is one of the few old school RTSs that still gets big esports money. I think it had like a tournament for ten grand uh, just a couple of years ago. Um, so some some good money can be made if you're uh, very very good at it. However, the game uh, definitely wasn't balanced very well. Hmm. So it, yeah, yeah. I I never really got into Age of Empires. I completely missed out on that. Um, what else did I miss out on? Resident fuck, Evil, uh, Castlevania, Silent Hill. What was uh, fuck? There's another one. Oh my god! This it's is like, so much. You now. can literally make a what, list what, one that for your YouTube played. channel of yeah. shit you've missed. What's that one that everyone fucking played? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of it at all. <laughs> oh, that's gonna fucking piss me off. Um, that's gonna come back later. Shit. He'll think of it later. Ah, uh, RuneScape. RuneScape. Oh, I RuneScape. never played RuneScape. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people played RuneScape because we didn't want to. Pay, we didn't have the money to pay for bloody uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. Suck a dick, Blizzard. Uh, <laughs> just got to get it in. Every single podcast, <laughs> i got to get it in somehow. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It, from me just watching it now, it looks interesting. Yeah. The HUDs do look very nice. They're just yeah. sort of keeping it to the corners. Yeah, it, um, it's really clean. As someone who plays StarCraft 2 like a mm. lot uh which is probably my all-time favorite rts by far uh the way that the hud works in uh starcraft is you get a mini map in the bottom left then you got like you know your move commands and shit in the middle they don't really need to be there you know like some of the 
the actions don't really need to be there. And then in the bottom right, you get like all your quick like hotkeys and stuff like that. And then like across the top, they just give you your resources in the top right corner, and that's all you get. It's, yeah, it's as minimalistic as they could make it at the time. Um, so I definitely, I definitely like this move to a cleaner, more visually appealing look for RTS games because a big problem is people love to play it. But a lot of people don't like watching it because you got like you're basically watching numbers all the time, you know. You're yeah. always just watching numbers, so half the time you're not even paying attention to the freaking game. You're looking at the mini map and you're looking at the numbers, and this is like okay, we're going to give you as much screen real estate as we can. We're going to show off all the different art styles, you know. You get all your different uh, races and historical races and stuff, so you're going to get really cool, you know, designs that are going to be relatively realistic to the time periods in which they were uh, created. And, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a more spectator-friendly game. So I definitely do want to see uh, this go more in the eSports direction. Um, mm. You know, keep it, keeping it balanced with the everyday player is fine, but I would love to see Age of Empires get back in and just be the king of RTS again. You know, have that in StarCraft. Like, I know a lot of people like to joke StarCraft's a dead game. Again, suck a dick blizzard. Uh, but <laughs> uh, StarCraft actually broke its all-time player record for Legacy of the Void the other day um, by, like, 75,000 players or something ridiculous. Like, I think there was, like, 375,000 people playing at any given time. Uh, so, yeah. When's, it, when's this coming out? Uh, Age of Empires 4? Uh, not too sure. They're saying fall of 21, so end of the year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely got a good reception um, from the people online and the voting and the comments and all that stuff. So it's... Whatever they're, whatever they're doing um, definitely seems to be for the fans. People are getting behind it, so it'd be good yeah. for the fans, I guess. Yeah, definitely, uh, but, definitely a good one. Yeah. Um... Now, Returnal. Dumbest title of wasn't... a game ever. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. Whoever, like, fucking Q&A'd this shit, get... You're fucking fired. You're done. This is possibly the worst title <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. You know, not everyone can be uh, Kingdoms of Amalur The Reckoning, which I think is, like, for the record, the greatest title of any video game ever. (laughs) Just adding The Reckoning after the end is like, well, fuck yeah, this thing's badass. But Returnal. We're going to have a word that doesn't exist. We're going to make it up and make it sound like shit. It's it's, it's so bad. They've they've just put through Eternal and Return. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? And like, they didn't even really do it. a hell of a lot there. They just put mechanic. an R at the start. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we get it. That's the crux of the gameplay. You return over and over again. It's an eternal time loop. Like, so clever. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could it's have, no you could have him, but, like, you know. <laughs> literally called it like eternal death loop or something. And that would have been way cooler in comparison. Uh, and that's yeah. as cheesy a yeah. title as I could think of. You know? Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, um, uh, anyway, I, I wasn't. We should we should actually get to game. the trailer and not talk about just how yeah. the <laughs> So yeah, the new trailer came out and it was captured on the PS5, obviously, because this is going to be a PS5 game. Um, but it actually showed off some hostile creatures in the game, and this gameplay trailer has actually made me kind of want the game a little bit now. Yeah, 
No, the it's game very very fast. The, the game looks sick. The title pisses me off. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be mad um, the whole time see- I play. <laughs> I'm just going to be sitting there with a like, big scrowl on my face. Like, fucking piece of shit. Who the fuck named it? Fuck. I'm just going to get more I'm and more angry. so much fun. <laughs> shit. Piece of shit. But yes. Yeah, so you see a whole bunch of different um, sort of, vi- uh, not villains, but creatures that you attack in this this new planet. Um, very creative, very sort of unique, and every, every single one of them has their own kind of attacks and, um, you know, sort of powers or abilities. So... Definitely something you're gonna to have to look out for, depending on who you come up against. Um, my favorite is the Ixion, I think it is. I think it's one of the bosses that is playing on screen now, actually. Um, awesome! This is angel, like demonic angel-looking thing. Looks so so cool. But um, yeah, this this gameplay trailer actually made me kind of want this. It's very fast. It seems very smooth. Um, the previous cinematic trailers was just kind of like eh, whatever to me. But this actually looks it's pretty good. Yeah, I do, like, good. I do like I do like the kind of horror aspect of the game has going on. Um, it kind of reminds me, just because we don't talk about it enough. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's been the last like three or four podcasts at this point. Um, <laughs> and of Animal Crossing, Outriders, like it, you know, third person over the top shooter, but obviously a lot faster pace. Like Outriders is very oh, yeah. heavy in its movement, which is good to me because of the way the game mm. is set up. Whereas this looks like very fluid, very fast pace, and the whole point, by the looks of it, is it's a boss rush sort of game. Um, yeah. So if you've ever played anything to do with like you know rogue likes or rogue light games, uh, where you know the whole point is to die, come back a little bit better, and do it again until you win, um, you know, it's gonna be a good time. I don't know how much staying power it will have after you've beaten it you know the gameplay looks fun mm. so i think it will have some staying power but i'm curious to yeah. see if they have like really cool end game content uh and now i'm not saying that it's definitely a boss rush thing there might be like small enemies between each boss whatever i don't know a hell of a lot about this game just a full disclaimer but yeah uh i would like to see even if it doesn't have a boss rush mode add a boss boss rush mode for beating the game or something like that i think it'd be really really cool Something that yeah. uh, you can add really fun challenge for the players who want to get their money's worth. Especially like, is this game a killer app that makes me want to buy a PS5? No. But if I had a PS5, would I pick this up? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. My my concern was with the replayability kind of aspect. Because part of the story is that you keep dying and you keep retrieving memories until you can see what's going on but the environments change the enemy placements change every time you die and come back yeah but you are going to get to a point in the game where you finish the story you get all your memories back and i'm assuming you either escape the planet or i don't know maybe some bullshit twist ending who knows yeah, but probably set up for a sequel or dlc yeah and it's got to get to a point where you can have all your memories and it's not going to make sense story-wise to just keep restarting the world because you have to get to some point if that's going to be what they're basing their story on. Yeah. So you kind of have to have a different mode, I think, if you yeah. want to have replayability or people will just purely stop playing once they've finished the storyline. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be curious to see if they have like special endings based on how many deaths you have. Like, say up to, like, 10 deaths or something. So if you have 10 or more, you get a certain ending. Then if you get 9 or 9, you get a better ending. And Like, if you can get through the game without dying, you get, like, a secret ending or something like that. I think stuff like that would make this game 
a lot more interesting and make you want to play it to be good at it to the point you can get through without dying um but i don't yeah I, i don't know how i feel in terms of if it's just the story mode and nothing else whether it's really worth it for what it is Again, not yeah. saying it's bad. Obviously, the game hasn't launched yet. We haven't got to play it. We don't know. But I just, you know, as Pixel said, you know, it's does it have the staying power it needs in this day and age mm. for gaming? You know, because that's why I like games that are like, yeah, we're four hours long to five hours long, and that's it, and that's all it needs to be. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, I also love coming back to games, you know, and... You know, a big problem, um, a game that, again, I talk about like literally every podcast at the moment, Mortal Kombat 11, a big problem that game has is the crypt is deliberately designed in order for you to play it for hundreds and hundreds of hours. There is so much shit for you to get. Now, does that mean I hate doing it? No, I enjoy doing it because the gameplay loop is really, really good. But with a game that's only got a story mode, would I just play the uh, Mortal Kombat story mode over and over again? No, that would just drive me freaking insane. If it only had the tower mm. mode, like the one, like the classic towers, no. It's got the towers of time mode, it's got the story mode, it's got, you know, the classic towers, it's got the crypt mode, it's got like a whole bunch of things that you can kind of do in different orders just to change it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's not exciting really at the end of the day, the gameplay remains the same, but it lets you kind of do it in a different way. And I'm hoping Returnal, with the world's dumbest title, I'm sorry. Seriously, whoever named that, you have to lose your job. No, don't lose. I, I really don't hope you lose your job, but you know, maybe get a good spanking. Uh, like someone some, just come some in and just disciplinary action or yeah, something. Like physical pain needs to be brought to you, but not a lot. Just enough for you to go. Yeah, I'm never calling a game that again. That was bad, and uh, yeah, but definitely a game with potential, but not a killer app for someone who doesn't own a PS5. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. All right, I think that's the end of our news stories. Unless you had anything else to bring up, uh, there is one other thing. Another shout out to Vigilant because he. Uh, oh yeah. He was uh, getting very thirsty for that Path of Exile news, which he already knows. So, uh, for those who don't know, Path of Exile is a. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, he just posted a uh, Vigilant posted a lovely emote of Pepe the Frog uh, in the <laughs> chat, but. Uh, Path of Exile Ultimatum. Now, Path of Exile is a Diablo-style game. Now, I know that's not really doing Path of Exile any justice. Uh, it is arguably much better than Diablo is, especially Diablo 3. I wouldn't necessarily say it's better than Diablo 2, personal preference. Um, but they just released a massive update for this. Now, this is a game that is free-to-play and has probably been the best free-to-play game I've seen outside of maybe no I'd have to actually say no this would be the best free to play game I've ever seen like in terms of how much content you get without having to pay a cent so if you like action RPGs this is definitely the one the game looks sick it plays incredibly well Uh, do be warned the skill tree is very overwhelming so Diablo 3 keeps the skill tree very simple uh, which is mm. to its benefit. Whereas Path of Exile, if you've never played these games before, it's like, again, like Outriders, take that shit to a million. That's what this game is like when you're trying to pick out your abilities, your skills, and things like that. Um, so game looks really, really sick. I don't know a crap ton to do with um, 
to do with it, but basically, you know, they're just adding more and more and more and more to this game. There is so much content in this game, it's ridiculous. So if you're into action RPGs, or just, you know, you want to try something different, Path of Exile is the way to go. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good. I'm watching the trailer for it now. Um, I've never played Path of Exile, so... Yeah, well, I think just this class Path but of Exile looks... Yeah, that's what people have titled some videos. Yeah. Um, it looks good. Will I play it? Eh, probably not. <laughs> no, if you, if you were to play it, that means I would play it, which means uh, I would have to teach you how to play it, and then we'd play it one yeah. time, and that'd be it. And you'd be like, oh, man, that game is sick, and then you'll never play it again. Because you're like, yeah, never no, it's too much again. And, like, <laughs> the problem is, and Vigilant, uh, he can attest to this, this isn't a game you can play for, like, 10, 15 hours. No. You can't even play it for 30. You have to play this thing for, like, 100-plus hours yeah. minimum. To really so, understand it. Yeah. So I was looking at some videos, because I think I wanted to get it. I think Vidge also told me about Path of Exile. I've heard of it, but I never yeah. sort of played it. And I think he mocks me saying, oh, yeah, get it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> <You did. laughs> so I looked into it. And uh, I see some of the videos. I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. And then I see, like, you know... People saying, oh, you can get these builds and, you know, oh, if you play for X amount of hours, you can get this and you go down this skill tree. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, this looks like a massive, massive time investment. It is. <laughs> but One, it's, I just, it's a, I just it's a fun have. investment, I will say that. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. I don't remember if I was the one who told Vigilant about this game way, way, way back in the day. Because I found out about this from the late Total Biscuit. Uh, he did his series of first impressions on it. Um, Vigilant just confirmed I did tell him uh, about this because I do remember talking to him about it because I think he wanted a Diablo style game because I was playing a lot of Diablo and then I told him I was like well there's this one that's free and then yeah he just fell in love with it ever since and that was like (laughs) seven years ago Um, so yeah if you've never played Diablo and you're like man Diablo looks sick try Path of Exile you know and if you go hey this game's fun but it's a little much then maybe look at like something like Diablo 3 or whatever. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you want an alternative where you don't have to give Blizzard your money because Blizzard can suck a dick, <laughs> whew, that's three for three. Uh, you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely a great way to go. And this is shaping up to be just madness. Like, this game is just... Yeah. There is no way to put it than it is a ridiculous amount of content for free. Like, yeah. straight up. Like, it doesn't cost a damn cent... And it is free. And it's also available mm. on consoles. Now, the console release is a little bit later than the PC release. The PC release is, I think, Sunday uh, here in Australia uh, on the April 16th. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, well, the 17th for us, but uh, 16th for everyone else. Uh, I think. I'm not too sure off the top of my head. Vigilant will probably end up telling us in the chat, but... It did yeah, say Saturday, 16th on the trailer. Saturday at 6 a.m., yeah. Uh, and um, consoles yeah. are on the 21st, which is the Wednesday. Yep. So, you know, even if you don't have a PC and you're like, man, I want to play Diablo or that style of game, you know, that action RPG, top-down isometric view, and I want something that's, like, ridiculous over-the-top fun and you can just get, you know, you feel like an absolute god where you're just wiping out thousands of dudes without even doing anything, this is the game for you. <laughs> you know, it's very it visually fun. pleasing. Yeah. That uh, looks good. It is good. Um, Unlike Return. Yeah, maybe we can check it out. Ever. Worst title ever. 
<laughs> Check it out. We'll do one stream on it, uh, and that'll be yeah. It. Like, That'd be great. <laughs> never touch it again. <laughs> I love this game. Best game ever made. Never play it again. <laughs> one and done. Let's go, baby. But yeah, I think that'll do it for today's <laughs> podcast. Two hours. We got a shitload of news in, man. Yeah, and to be fair, we probably could have got that in in an hour and a half had we not gone off on little tangents and in, in parts. Yeah. So I think was, I think we did a, well. So. We did very well. Uh, if you are listening to this, like the damn thing. Give us ratings. Yeah. Um, so just for people who, um, I guess, do listen to this, I probably will just make our Thursday's stream, um, I guess, the, the podcast recording night. Um, that means that this will go up on YouTube as well. So there's a visual component there if you want to watch the trailers. Mm. Um, and obviously, this will be released onto major streaming uh, or podcast platforms as well probably thinking to do a Tuesday release but I'm still trying to figure it out but yeah. since only about 10 people listen to this shit I can do what I want and there's no repercussions <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'll do what I want yeah but I think I like this format a bit better there is a visual component for people who want that to see the trailers of what we're talking about um, and for those of you who just want to listen on podcasts there's that um, option available to you as well so Again, I want to thank you for listening on any platform that you are listening, whether it's on Twitch Live, whether it's on YouTube later on, or on a you know podcast platform. I don't know what you're listening or watching on, but if there is a rating system, please go ahead, give us a rating, five stars, thumbs up, whatever it could be. Uh, <laughs> Patreon link is down below, most yep. importantly. <laughs> uh, getting that $69 tier. Do it, boys. Do it for the memes. <laughs> yeah. Don't let them be dreams. Uh, but yeah, if you did enjoy the podcast, please go ahead, share it to all your friends, family, share it to your mum. I'm sure she'll love it. Yeah, I'm sure Granny um, will love it when we're sitting there like, fucking cunt, fuck. Yeah. Uh, shout out to grandmas. This- You're the best. We love you. <laughs> What's this path of exile shit, you kids? <laughs> fucking casuals. They don't even play real <laughs> games. Now, where's You're Bejeweled? Like- <laughs> You're all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting there speedrunning like putt putt saves the, saves the zoo or whatever the fuck it was goes, goes to the moon yeah. <laughs> uh, alright guys that is it take care stay, stay safe. safe out there we'll catch you in next week's podcast hopefully there's a little bit less news uh, well yes and no yes for our sake no for literally yeah. everyone else's <laughs> Yeah, that's a shitload to cover. As long as I don't have a 10 uh, I will have a, I'll be a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> so I will have a quick weekly wrap up on YouTube as well. Um, super, super quick, probably about 15 minutes or so about all the stories that we covered today. Probably nowhere near as in depth as today, but there will be that on YouTube as well. It's still going to be an hour. And I also have my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have my Outriders review on YouTube as well. So check that out. But that's it, guys. Take care. Stay safe. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.